Peace, power, and prosperity, family. This is Amir, the Chicago crypto hustler, Bitcoin block bully, coming to you once again with an early rising show of Coffee and Crypto, Tech Money Tuesdays, representing New Money Matrix podcast, uh, filming live right now via Facebook. How we doing out there, family? Grand rising to everybody that's tuning in right now. Um, as we can see, we do have a red day. Hey, when are you coming back to the Starbucks again? My brother, you got, uh, I believe we, we swapped numbers, if I'm not mistaken. Contact me. Shoot. Hit out to me. All you got to do is reach out. Now, just so you do know, I did move. So I don't stay in the, uh, the same area anymore. I moved probably, in fact, a month and like three days to the day I moved. So I don't stay in the same area, but there is another local spot that's not far from there. Um, but if that's more convenient for you, we can make it happen, though. You know what I'm saying? Just reach out, Brother Vince. Uh, grand rising to everybody. How we doing out there, family? Um, quite quite a, a small pullback in the market. Um, stop limits should have been set. Stop stop losses should have been set to whereas you were minimizing or lessening your risk and maximizing off any type of profits that you would have been able to seek. Um, one such coin that I, in fact, I do need to go uh, raise my stop limit on this. I mean, I don't know if anybody's out there trading in Pundix right now versus Ethereum. I told y'all that was the one to uh, play with. Uh, we're currently up right now. If we go take a look, let's see. If we go take a look at Pundix versus Ethereum on the Binance exchange market, there we go. Very nice. This is a two-hour chart. I mean, look at the power in that that uh, last two hours. Right now, trading at five sixty-six. We got a high of five eighty-one, though. Um, I'm most likely going to be raising my stop loss. Probably five. I could play with five fifty-five. It'll put me in. The, it'll put me in the rear, meaning I'll be in profit from my uh, previous entry point, and it'll knock me out in case it breaks the seven-day moving average and allow me to gain entry if it drops down to the fourteen-day uh, moving average, being at about five forty-eight. You know, it's, it ain't nothing but a couple of gui, couple of points, but those couple of points add up when you are trying to maximize the amount of coins you have. Now there is, in fact, I should have covered this. Um, they are doing family. Binance is uh, speeding up their airdrop. Let me go ahead and get this information out there real quick. Let me get this information out there real quick. But yeah, Binance performing very well right now. Okay, you do got the number. Okay, yeah, reach out to me, brother. Reach out to me. Kedri, what's going on? Grand Rising, Queen, how are we doing? How are we doing? Let me see. Let me see if they got the news up here in the headline. Distributes, yada, 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 yada. Let me see. Let's look at their news, their announcements. Because they did, and it should be in their announcements. Unless, let me see. Okay, so they're not stating it on here. Let me see. Really what it was was news coming out of Pundi X family. This right here, I suggest, I suggest, I suggest y'all load. Well, let me put this out there first and foremost, family. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a financial advisor. I cannot give you financial advice. I'm not a tax advisor. I'm not a tax advisor. I cannot give you any type of tax advice. Um, this is for entertainment purposes only. But um, let me see. Not only are we getting the FX tokens. They're uh, speeding up. Let me see. Where is it? 
They speeding up the uh the airdrops. They're speeding up, and I'm looking for the story. I just seen it. I just seen the story. What they're doing, they're about to start giving out X amount of extra airdrops or extra uh dividends. They're giving out more monthly dividends. Um Let me see. I'm trying to figure out how I found the story. Speeds up. Um, let me see. Come on. I'm going to have to find the story and bring it to y'all later on. In fact, if anybody's watching right now, if you can find the story about um, Pundi X... Speeding up their monthly airdrop, um, whereas we were only getting 2%. They have now upped it to an 11% dividend drop. Let me see. Do, 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 do. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to use choice words and catch it. But the damn story that I'm looking for is not popping up. Let me see. Maybe because I'm using MPXS. Let's, let's do this. Let's, let's use PunDX because it's definitely a, uh, an important story that... Let me see. Da, 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 da. Let me see if we can find it. So, um, getting into the first story. Like I said, brought to us by CCN, um, entitled Traders Who Shorted Bitcoin from All Time High 20,000 are Cashing Out. Is the bottom, is the, uh, is the bottom is near? Ah, I don't understand why they, uh, misspelled. Uh, in the past two months, several traders who shorted Bitcoin from its all time high of 20,000 have started cashing out in the $3,000, $4,000 range. The closure of several long-term Bitcoin short contracts followed the publicized cash-out of former International Mon Monetary Fund economist Mark Dow's short contract on Bitcoin in December. <coughs> Speaking to Bloomberg on December 18, 2018, Dow said, I'm done. I don't want to try to ride this thing to zero, and I don't want to try to squeeze more out of the lemon. I don't want to think about it. It seemed like the right time. So, dude shorted this thing from 20000 I'm I'm expecting on down to the current prices. That was one hell of a short uh, order. I mean, one hell of a short order. Throughout the past 14 months of the worst bit, and then if he had any type of leverage, 3x, 5x, 10x, 100x. Throughout the past 14 months of the worst bear market in the history of the cryptocurrency market, Bitcoin had some promising rallies that were acknowledged as a potential full-fledged trend reversal by many investors. In February 2018, for instance, the Bitcoin price increased from 59 to 11,000 at its monthly peak, demonstrating solid momentum backed by a high daily trading volume. Um, Thank you, brother. There it is. Thank you, brother Akimbo. Thank you for that. I'm about to grab it right now. Thank you. I just seen what you uh put up there. Thank you. Thank. You. That's exactly what I was looking for. Gratitude, my brother. Teamwork make the dream work. Let me go ahead and slide this down here. Slide this up here. Thank you. Definitely appreciate. Definitely appreciate it. But um, let me see. Moving on with the story. 
Three months after the rally of BTC from, from the 5,000 region to nearly 11,000, the digital asset initiated another recovery, surpassing the $10,000 level once again in a relatively short period of time. Despite positive technical indicators and the optimistic sentiment portrayed by the majority of investors in the cryptocurrency market, traders like Dow did not consider cashing out their short contracts for large profits. At 3000 traders found a low enough range to cash out, set aside the profits, and observe the market. Now, I'm going to tell you what they're probably doing. Unless they're bear um, traders, meaning unless they all they really do is short, short it, um, hey, they right there, that what they're doing right now, they're, they're, uh, they're watching and they're probably getting ready to place long positions. Um, everybody rushed in the market to buy Bitcoin above 15,000. Facts. I was telling people to buy this shit at two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine thousand. Up to, well, I quit, I quit about seven, eight thousand and people start calling my phone back when it hit 10,000. Like, man, bro, can you come tell me about the Bitcoin thing? Like, mm, yeah, but no. Nah. <laughs> um, but. You know, I, I I was actually here to watch that thing increase in profit the way that it did. And to see the amount of people running the baddest thing at seventeen, eighteen, nineteen thousand dollars Like, man, y'all crap. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, no. Like, this shit's too high. And I remember telling my homies that. Like, bro, this shit going a little bit too crazy now. Like, y'all can't fathom the amount of money that was coming in. And you're just sitting there just watching your money just grow sporadically within a matter of minutes, hours, days. Like, coming from my background, that shit was fucking nuts. Like, I'm like, bro, this shit can't be legal. Like, <laughs> it was crazy, family. I'm talking about, wow. So, to live through that and then now to understand what was going on and to better prepare myself now to um better capitalize off those wild swings. You know, it's an end game. I don't live through the bull and the bear. It's the end game now. Ain't no, ain't no stopping me within this market. Anyways, three months after the rally of BTC from the 5,000 uh, region nearly to 12,000, the digital asset initiated another recovery, surpassing 10,000 level once again in a relatively short uh, period. Despite positive technical indicators and optimistic sentiment portrayed by the majority of investors in the crypto markets like Dow, blah, 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 blah. I wrote, read all that already. Traders find a new low enough range, yada, 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 yada. Um, everybody's scared to buy BTC now at 3000 while the progress is steady and strong and the fundamentals are getting better. The psychology of the market is beautiful. Definitely. That's crazy. I've said that many a times. Like, you just don't know. People was rushing in to buy this shit when it was like too, too, that I wouldn't have bought it at a price like that, seeing where it had came from so quick. But once again, a lot of those buys that especially new individuals was coming in and doing was fueled by greed. This is the simple fact. These are the, uh, this is the fact of it. It was fueled by greed. People seeing the monetary gains that other individuals are getting, not knowing the level of education of that other individual that's getting it and just thinking that this was like magic money. Like, yeah, if I put my money in here, it's automatically going to go up and I'm going to be able to cash out. And it's like that wasn't really the game. You know what I mean? That's that was the illusion of what was going on. I mean, it was what was going on, but it wasn't that simple that some may think. Um, You know what I mean? Uh, So. Just to have a better comprehension level when one is jumping into this market is, in my opinion, one of the most important things that any and everybody can do. So just take it slow. Take it steady. Don't rush to do nothing. Definitely don't FOMO, which is the fear of missing out. And what fo what happens when individuals FOMO is when they see candlesticks like this, they'll be buying up here. You know what I'm saying? Instead of when you see something 
you you gotta learn TA. You have to learn. I'm, I'm gonna tell you all you really, 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 really need to know to get by in chart reading. All that technical, uh, man, it's, it's so much that you can utilize. In my opinion, for a beginner and for somebody that's 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 maybe a novice, the most important things you can utilize is number one, just understanding what the candlesticks are. Number two, you have to understand a trend, what trend you're in, which way you're going, and you, that comes with understanding a different time frame because every time frame is going to show you something different. Whereas if we look at a five minute time frame right now, right, on Bitcoin, it looks pretty nice, right? And then we look at a weekly time frame and it looks completely opposite. You see that? You see those differences? You have to comprehend exactly what time frames you're using so you know what you're looking at. Always remember the saying, when in doubt, zoom on out. Remember that. Number two, you have to understand support and resistance. Look at this right here. And I know I'm taking this slow uh, this morning. Um, had a very, very powerful build last night on KTL, No Delege Media, uh, with Brother Blue Pill. I was introduced to open up the first of what I expect is many to come, Money Mitch Monday segments of the show, where we speak economics and money. Um, like I was saying, the second thing you want to be able to figure out is how to find support lines. This is a support level. A support level is pretty much like a floor, meaning if you were to jump down there, you would be able to walk across this thing with ease and you don't have to worry about your feet breaking through the bottom. Now, you might have a couple of weak boards here and there where you might crack crack a little bit, but you don't completely break through. So when we look at this $6,000 level right here, we went all the way from 20000 came back. I mean, look at the first test. The first test itself came down and hit that exact same level of support that we ran through the whole year off of. This right here was the uh, the one that set the pace. What was that? February 5th? February 5th was the one that set the pace. It, it, it marked pretty much the um, level of consolidation that was to come later on in the future. You know what I mean? So you want to figure out how to look for support levels. Now, always remember, support can be and will be resistance at certain time frames. So support and resistance lines, basically what I'm saying is support and resistance lines are the exact same thing, just in different time frames. Because what once was support can be resistance later on, or once what, what once was resistance can be support later on. Um, another very useful tool that you can utilize are the moving averages. I love utilizing the moving averages. Moving averages act as um, support and resistance levels. Damn, this thing taking back off. To the fact where you really don't have to, uh, give me one second, family. Um, to the point where you really don't have to make your own support and resistance levels. Is that these support and resistance levels move with the, uh, the price action. You know what I mean? I'm utilizing the EMA fibs right now as correlated with the color codings of the chakras that lay within the body. And I've broken this down plenty of time how I, how I use these. But they, they, they're on point. These, when, you, when you get to trading, right, this is what I want people to understand and comprehend. No one can teach you how to trade. This, this is a fact. Don't ever think somebody like, yeah, I can teach you how to trade. That's bullshit. Don't believe that. Nobody can teach you how to trade. But what an individual can do is show you how to utilize the different tools, how to read what you're looking at, and then step back and allow you to take the wheel and do what you need to do as a trader yourself and hone your own skills. It's almost like nobody can show you how to play basketball. When you get on that court, you teach yourself exactly what you're going to be uh, doing on that court. You know what I mean? 
but somebody can give you the, the basics of basketball, you know, but them themselves are not going to, um, y'all love this crypto shit. Them themselves are not going to show you how to, uh, or give you the skill that you need how to dribble. You know what I mean? It's, it's a lot of things that, that you have to, to have to build yourself. So it's almost like I can give you the tools. I can show you how to use the hammer, the saw, the, uh, the, the ruler, how to, how to, how to set, tie, knot, yada, yada, yada. But when it comes down to you building your house, you're going to have to build your house on your own. If, 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 if that makes sense to anybody. That, that, in my opinion, that's how trading works. Somebody, so when you get these people like, yeah, I can teach you how to trade, man. Run from that. That's bullshit. And I tell people all the time, I can't teach you how to trade. I can teach you how to read what I'm looking at and, and, and understand and comprehend what you're looking at. And from there, you should be able to take off, right? From there, you should be able to take off and be able to trade efficiently on your own. And it comes after the amount of days, weeks, months of staring at this thing day in and day out. It's repetition. If you're not able to do this repetitiously nine times out of ten, you're not going to be able to get it at the levels that you may want to. But um, man, I don't even know where I went from there. Uh, Moving right along with the story. Uh, Basically, family. People that shorted this thing a while ago are taking profit. That's something you want to take. That that's you want to pay attention to people that are taking profit because they just shorted it. I'm talking about X amount brought back how many ever thousand percentages, and now they're probably getting ready to position their long uh their long orders. Now moving right along, Binance right back into the news once again. Chang Pang Zhao. Um, this story brought to us by CoinDesk. Binance decentralized exchange is about to launch for public testing. Dig that. Here comes this DEX. Um, Binance, the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange by adjusting traded volume, is about to release its decentralized exchange, Binance DEX, for public testing. The firm CEO, CZ, or Changpeng Zhao, tweeted Tuesday that the firm is targeting a date of February 20th. Family, that's in eight days. Hey, look, Binance coin? I ain't seen shit yet. Uh, February 2nd, for the public test net release of Binance Chain, the native public blockchain being developed to support the DEX. Um, he said the firm has already given early access to a few selected partners, including wallet developers and blockchain explorers who will be integrating tools into the decentralized platform. Ledger's hardware wallet, the Nano S, is already integrated, he said. Now, I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to break down. Um, well, let me finish the sentence. They said, uh, while the Nano X wallet um, from Trezor and Keypad will come on board in the future. Um, basically what this is allowing you to do is trade because right now, if you're trading on Binance, Bitrix, Polynex, Hubby, HitBTC, any one of those exchange markets, the, uh, fact of the matter is that you do not own your, uh, cryptocurrency. Um, if you know what I mean, you don't, until you own the private keys, you don't own the crypto, you know? So right now they're sitting on an exchange market, which you really don't have hundred percent ownership of. What the decentralized exchange is going to allow you to do is trade peer to peer with individuals who are holding the tokens that you may want. And you're having a uh, an opposite and equal value of a token that they may want. Pretty much the barter system back and forth. But you each hold the private key to the wallets that you'll be swapping in and out of, which is key when we look at the amount of control that this new decentralized blockchain world is bringing us. 
It's, it's the equivalent of you operating in the private. In fact, that's exactly what it is. When we look at decentralized exchanges that allow you to utilize your private key to do the swaps, that's private and you doing it on a centralized exchange is public. There you go. Broke it down. Public and private within the blockchain world, which I've talked about many a time. Um, he goes on to say, last week in a 45-minute live, Ask Me Anything AMA chat on Twitter, Zal provided, de he provided details of the uh, coming decks. Um, he said the firm has already given early access to a few selected partners. Uh, okay, we read all that. Da, 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 da. Okay, Binance Dex will be available on all platforms, including Windows, Linux, Mac OS, iOS, and Android, as per the AMA. Binance Dex works, uh, works very similar to Bitcoin's, I'll explain. So most transactions are transparent. There's no hidden transaction or private transactions. Further, they will be listing fee of about 100000 for tokens listed on Binance Dex, a high entry hurdle that he said was set to reduce the number of spam or scam projects. Now, I'm going to go back over something that he's speaking about. Um, where he says, so most transactions are transparent. There's no hidden transactions or private transactions. There's pretty much not any transaction on the blockchain unless you're utilizing a private coin such as Monero, Dash, or uh, Bitcoin Diamond or one of those that actually privatize the transactions. That's the beautiful thing about the blockchain is that everything could be verified. Now, when I say that you're operating in the private, it's that you're operating from a private main hub, meaning that you're not putting your coins in a public centralized um, arena with everybody else or putting your money in a centralized arena with everybody else. You're operating from your private person, meaning from something that you have control for of. I just wanted to break that down so that we're not getting mixed up. Uh, testing the service, Binance released a video of Binance Dex in December that provided a demo of the trading interface. It's web-based crypto wallet and an expo uh, explorer for Binance chain. The firm said at the time that the Binance Dex will have a very similar interface to its existence in uh, centralized exchange, with some additional features such as an option to generate a 24-word mnemonic seed phrase for users' private keys. That's that private seed that a lot of us need to write down, save, and put up somewhere very important. I think a lot of time when we write these passwords down, we fail to realize that a lot of these exchange markets do, or a lot of these platforms, cryptocurrency platforms, do not give you the advantage of reaching out and being able to reset a private key. There's no such thing. You know what I mean? So when you are put in a position where you have to control everything, now you're now you are at an advantage or at a place where how do I put it? The the, the 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 responsibility lies on you, family. That's where we're going at with this with this new money matrix. Whereas you are actually going to be acting in a capacity of the sovereign. Whereas you don't have anybody patting you on the back or changing your diaper or putting a pacifier in your mouth when it comes to commercial transactions and utilizing and holding your own funds and wealth. I mean, they're tokenizing damn near all assets right now. So it's safe to say that a lot of your assets are going to be tokenized, you know what I mean, and have a digital representation of the physical uh, item or intellectual property, whatever the case it may be that it represents. Um, story goes on to say Binance Chain uh, was unveiled in March of 2018 with the firm saying at the time that it was being built to offer low latency through high throughput uh, trading as well as decentralized custody of funds. The exchange's own token, the Binance coin, will also play a role in the functioning of the blockchain. In the AMA, Zhao said, Binance coin on the Binance chain is the same as the Ethereum coin on the Ethereum network. You will have 
to use it to pay for network transactions as gas. Family, listen to that. Pay attention to that. Use that as you will. They have to use the Binance coin. Let's go take a look at BNB real quick and see where it's at in accordance to price action. Let's see. Okay, we got a nice dip down to $8. Man, look at the trajectory of this thing right here. Look at that. Beautiful. Look, oh my God, look at the rainbow just came out. That's what you want to see on a very, very, very nice execution. Look at this right here. This was the floor that did it. Came down, hit that consolidation for a minute, popped off. As soon as we broke that 200-day moving average, in fact, let me put this on the day chart. Let's see. Mm, that was the real break, but even on the two-hour two chart. Even on a two-hour chart. So let's see what, what Binance Coin is giving back. We'll see. We don't want to go all the way to the bottom. Oh, my God. This thing was $4, family. Um, $4. 117% within a two-month period. 60 days for 117% returns. I mean, how is that for, for a two-month return uh, of investment? You know? Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, he goes on to say, yesterday, BNB extended its recent price gains to set an all-new time high against Bitcoin. Oh, that's what I did forget to uh, tell you. We did set an all-time high versus BTC yesterday. This is the first time ever. Hold on. Let's see what's going on in here. Let's see. Let's look at the monthly, weekly. Open this up. Break this down. Open this up a tad bit. Let's see. So we broke back up in our trend. We're back up in the pitchfork now. Let me see. Where are we? We are. It seems like we may be right above that 25% trend line right there. But this is what I want you to look at. These were the all-time highs that we broke previously in June. We just broke that. The all-time high was... 265,559. We just hit an all-time high of 269,910. So definitely breaking all-time highs. You know, you already know when you hit an all-time high, you got to have a bit of a pullback. So nice, healthy pullback coming in on Binance right now. Um, Singapore-based cryptocurrency exchange Hubby also announced a plan to evolve into a standalone decentralized exchange last summer. It also offered funding for developer assistance in creating an underlying open source blockchain protocol. Let's see. Um, this moving over into, and, and the reason I'm bringing the story is because it's in Bloomberg. And once again, I want to stay on top of the stories that they're bringing the rich and the famous. Those decayed to such uh, subscriptions as Bloomberg and Forbes. So what we're looking at right now, security tokens are the new crypto. And they're saying, but you probably can't afford them. Let's see why they're stating this. In fact, give me one second, family. Let me go check something. I'll be right back. Uh, we're going to get right back into the story. Um, let me see. So it goes on to say, it was only last year that startups launching new digital currencies were raising ever large sums through initial coin offerings, giving investors who had bought who hadn't bought Bitcoin when it was cheap a chance to get in on the crypto craze. Then the main United States stock market regulator ruined the party as it stepped up enforcements of its rulings that most ICOs were in fact securities that had to be registered with it. Now a bunch of startups are taking a different approach, asserting that they're playing by the regulator's rules by offering what they call security tokens. Their marketing security token offerings, or STOs, which I need to start uh, researching, as the next hot crypto thing. 
They're also pitching their wares only to be rich. Um, so what happened to ICOs? First, they raised a ton of money, over $21 billion in 2018, according to Coinschedule.com, a crypto market tracker. Then, a lot of people who shelled out the money lost a lot of it. Monthly investments in ICOs peaked at $5.8 billion in June of 2018 before falling to one-tenth as much in December as prices of many of the tokens tanked by 90%. In part, that reflected the general burst of what looks to have been a cryptocurrency bubble as Bitcoin and other digital currency reenacted the fast up and faster down of the e-commerce market crash. Um, what else is going on? Regulators were catching up. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission in particular went after a number of coin issuers reaching settlements that generally require that they register as a securities offering and offer refunds to investors. Most ICO, ICO promoters said their coins were so-called utility tokens, which buyers could use in services provided by their business so weren't, so, and so weren't securities. The SEC disagreed, finding that nearly all the coins they examined weren't necessarily to running weren't necessary to run in the issuer's networks. Instead, investors bought them hoping to make a quick buck. So what's a security token? It's a virtual unit of currency, much like Bitcoin and its competitors, but where Bitcoin's often volatile value is entirely dependent on the price people are willing to pay for it at any given moment, security tokens are often prompted as being tied to actual assets, such as equity in companies, real estate, or debt. Pay attention to that, family, how they're allowing you to tokenize debt. Think about debt's one of the most valuable things within this United States corporation or jurisdiction. Um, holders can even receive dividends. They're also sometimes called digital securities, in part to avoid the controversies that have grown up around ICOs and other crypto tokens. So what's the difference? Crucially, issuers of security tokens acknowledge being subject to security laws, and they design their offerings to fit with them within them. Specifically, they work within provisions of the Securities Act of 1933, which they're trying to change right now, that allows limited issuers to accredited investors, that is, those who are, are well-to-do. According to Autonomous Research, there are two STOs in 2017 and 25 last year. It uh, projects 87 in 2019. Why would a startup go with this route? Well, limiting their offerings only to so-called accredited investors who are well-to-do lets STOs avoid more rigorous SEC rules meant to protect average investors. STOs are also seen as a way to avoid not only the costly registration requirements that apply to the initial public offerings of company stock, but perhaps also the regulatory scrutiny and the legal uncertainty currently enveloping uh, envelope SC ICOs. Sellers of security tokens hope their extra care at the start means the SEC won't come looking at them later. So what are the businesses like? Well, Sports Ledger, a service that says it will facilitate interactions between fans and sports teams, announced in November that they would do an STO instead of an ICO instead of an ICO to pursue a fully regulated, compliant and future proof method of raising funds. A small biotech company, Agonist Inc., is planning to issue up to 100 million in security tokens that will allow investors to bet on future sales of single products while having a limited impact on shareholders equity. So how does this work? Um, let me see. How long is this? Ah, okay. Um, so how does this work? Uh, to spike, take Spice VC, a venture capital fund that raised $15 million by selling security tokens that entitled holders to a share of the company's proceeds when it exits an investment. Spice followed the terms of the Rule 50C6 of the SEC's Regulation D, you need to uh, research that, which spells out conditions under which offers of securities are exempt 
from normal registration rules in Section 3C1 of the Investment Company Act of 1940, which allows private funds to avoid SEC rules. That meant VCs in SPVC's case offering sales documents to a maximum of 99 prospective investors who had to register on his website, certify that they are accredited, read wealthy, provide proof of identification, and respect applicable lockup periods before selling their tokens. Issuers using the exemptions must check that buyers aren't laundering funds and disclose operational invest information to the public on a regular basis after the sale. Should an investor be wary of, of STOs? Probably. Putting money into any new venture is risky, let alone a field in such flux. Proponents say buying digital tokens may have some advantages for investors. In the case of Spice, it says tokens will be easier for an investor to resell than a traditional claim on future earnings while waiting for a VC investment to pay off. In other uh, contexts, reselling a coin that represents a share of condo complex might be easier than selling a traditional part ownership. But many analysts worry STOs could end up being yet another fat field filled with schemes to leave investors holding the bag. Some of these security offerings could end up could just end up being leftover junk that nobody else would buy. Packaged as a trendy coin, said Autonomous Research. Number nine, what can investors buy uh where can investors buy these offerings? Not many places yet. Worried about regulatory scrutiny, most establishments, cryptocurrency exchanges don't yet offer security tokens, but there are there are some. That's given rise to a new wave of exchanges with names like Templum, Polymath, and T Zero. Some have launched and others are in the works. Spice VC's own venture is a platform called Securitize, which has helped a handful of startups, including Lottery.com, raise a total of $130 million to date. T0 launched this platform for secondary trading of its own security tokens in late January of 2019. And let me see, what do we got left? Oh, okay, so that was the last story. Okay, so family, that wraps up the uh, crypto news section of Coffee and Crypto in the AM with the Bitcoin Block Bully. Um, what I'm going to do here now, um, I got to go handle a quick affair. I'm going to stop this now. We ran through the news. I'm going to stop this. And what we're going to do is I'm going to come right back. Um, I'm just going to pause the podcast. Um, so what I'm going to be doing right now real quick, I, I forgot I had another affair. I got a, a business meeting today in about really five minutes so real quickly just to finish up the show i at least want to run through the top 20 coins for everybody peace annie how we doing peace 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 grand rising so real quick i'm gonna run through the top 24s um starting the market cap right now we got 121 billion 200 528 million 200 okay we got 121 billion 530 million 894,914 dollars we got a 24-hour volume of 9 billion Two hundred and one million eight hundred thirty nine thousand two hundred seventy six dollars. BTC dominance right now is at a fifty two point seventy five percent. Coming in at number one, Big Bank Hank Bitcoin trading at three thousand six hundred fifty four dollars, down point eight percent within the last twenty four hours. Coming in at number two, we got Ethereum trading at one hundred twenty two dollars, down point seven percent within the last twenty four hours. Coming in at number three, we got Ripple XRP or XR, Ripple's XRP trading at thirty cent, down one percent within the last twenty four. Coming in at number four, we got Litecoin trading at forty two dollars and seventy three cent, down point two percent within the last twenty four, up zero point one percent within the last hour coming in number five we got eos trading at two dollars and eighty three cent 
up 1.7% within the last 24, down 0.1% within the last hour. Coming in at number six, we got Bitcoin Cash trading at $120, down 1% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number seven, we got USDT, which is the cryptocurrency equivalent to the United States dollar, trading at $1.02, down 0.5% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number eight, we have Tron trading at two cents, down 2% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number nine, we got Stellar Lumens, XLM trading at seven cents, down 0.3% within the last 24 hours, pretty much standstill. Coming in at number 10, we got Binance Coin, BNB, trading at $9.15, down 3% within the last 24 hours, having a bit of a pullback with BNB. Coming in at number 11, Bitcoin SV, which will be found on Binance's Bitcoin Cash SV, or Bitcoin Cash Satoshi's Vision, trading at $68.29, down 0.9% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number 12, we got Cardano, trading at $0.04, down 2.2% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number 13, we got Monero, XMR, trading at $48.47, it was just $48.47. 48, which is happens to be a building within uh and eh, never mind you wouldn't even understand but 48 48 uh got to do with the 40 uh the law of 44 44 44 um right now up 0.03 within the last 24 up 0.1 within the last hour coming in at number 14 we got iota trading at 27 cent up 0.4 percent within the last 24 hours coming in at number 15 we have dash trading at 82 dollars and 39 cent up 4.3 percent within the last 24 hours now it's looking like these last couple of cryptocurrencies are all up in the games coming in at number 16 we got neo trading at 8 dollars and 21 cent up 3.9 percent within the last 24 coming in at number 17 we have maker trading at 483 dollars up 1.7 percent within the last 24 hours coming in at number 18 ethereum classic holding its gains above that four dollar mark Trading at $4.08, up 0.2% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number 19, we have Neem trading at $0.03, cents, up 1.2% within the last 24 hours. Coming in last but not least, family. And I just knocked all that out in about three minutes flat because I had to be gone by 10 a.m. We got Zcash, the last privacy coin in the top 20 coins, coming in at $54, up 4.64% within the last 24 hours, family. Um, like I said, I do have uh, another affair I have to handle. I do apologize. I will be coming back later on, maybe for the uh, midday uh, market uh, review. Um, I want to thank everybody that tuned in live with Facebook, everybody that tuned in or will tune in on the New Money Matrix podcast later on. Um, until the next video, until the next podcast, this is the Mid of Chicago Crypto Hustler, Bitcoin Block Bully. Peace, power, and prosperity, family. I am out of here.